This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. In today's world, we are actually working and operating and a variety of geographically dispersed teams. So as the boss and leader of an organization, let's say you might be in New York City. However, you might have team members in China, you might have team members in India, you might have uh, team members in Europe somewhere, or in South America, Mexico, Canada, very much geographically dispersed, maybe even in Saudi Arabia, or perhaps somewhere in Africa. The point is, organizations today are global. And when you're dealing with geographically dispersed teams, there are some unique communication challenges. First of all, there's the challenge of just different time zones and finding a time that's agreeable for everyone to meet. And sometimes that agreeable time might mean that it's four in the morning for someone and maybe the next time it's two in the morning for someone else just to be able to, to meet at the same time. You're also dealing with different languages, and sometimes the meeting is held in the language of the business, which may not be every person's mother tongue when you're meeting. And you're also dealing with different cultures as well, different cultural expectations about how to show up on a meeting or how do you treat your boss or to what extent do you disagree or share different ideas. So all of these fit into the communication challenges in addition to just missing some dimensions by not being face-to-face. Fortunately, the technology does help in that We can do some meetings where we can see each other through different conferences that have a visual component, yet there's still nothing better than face-to-face where you can have 3D, all aspects of really seeing the person, hearing the person, and experiencing them in all dimensions. In this world where it's maybe two dimensions or one dimension or somehow two and a half, but not quite all of the dimensions that are possible in communication, some interesting things can happen. So let me just give you just some examples. Over the years, I've worked with many team members who have been virtual, even to my own business, and that I've had to work with uh, across the airwaves or the wires. And back before, there were very many tools that you could share screens and things with, I remember sharing verbally a vision with the virtual assistant about the kind of graphic that I wanted her to produce. In my mind, I was very clear about what I wanted to have her create. And when I received the product and looked at it, I had to laugh because I could see how she interpreted my instructions and the way that she interpreted them And from the chair where she was sitting, that's what she thought I wanted. It wasn't what I had in mind. However, the description that I gave her also fit what she gave me back. So I had to realize in this virtual environment, we've got to communicate and over-communicate in some ways that aren't necessary when if we were just sitting next to each other, 
at the same desk, I could even draw a quick little picture and say, here's what I'm talking about. Easier to ask the questions. And in fact, we would know quickly whether we're on the same page or not. When you're working virtually and you've got geographically dispersed teams, a lot of double checking has to happen to make sure that everybody's got the same picture and vision of what you're talking about. So again, those listening skills that we mentioned earlier really come to the forefront because if you describe something that in your mind looks like a a triangle with the point at the top of the page and somebody has envisioned that triangle and it's maybe not an equilateral triangle and the point is pointing somewhere else, well, you know, triangles have three points. So which one were you talking about? <laughs> you know, so, so it's not always easy to actually get the message across when you're dealing with a geographically dispersed environment. I know some of my clients really have issues with the cultural piece here because in some cultures, it's really considered rude to disagree with the boss in a public meeting. And so if you're having a meeting with your team and you're trying to generate ideas and you're coming from an Americentric point of view, you may have some people from other parts of the globe that will be reluctant to share their ideas. And it's not that they don't have ideas. It just may be that they may not feel fully comfortable, invited, or able to share them in this format. So then you have to figure out what do I need to do to create that safety And that communicates across different cultures and across different languages. And also remember, for those of you who do speak more than one language, you know that when you are speaking in the language that's not your mother tongue and you're listening to audio only, or perhaps the visual part has got a delay or some other defect in it, it can be very difficult to fully understand that second language or that third language that you speak. So people are sometimes missing parts of the communication and they may know that they're missing it, but the train is moving so fast, they don't know how to interrupt. Or sometimes they don't even know they're missing it. They think they've got it. And so again, in the geographically dispersed team, more of those touch points, stopping, checking for clarity, slowing down, summarizing, having people say back what they've heard becomes even more important to make sure that everybody is in agreement. Now, even that can be challenging culturally because, again, some people might think, well, if I show that I didn't get it or if I didn't understand it or I didn't hear it, it might look like a flaw in me. And so the leader has got to be very clear that I know that we are working virtually. And therefore, as I'm communicating, you may not fully be hearing what I'm saying, not because there's a flaw in you, but there's really a flaw that's inherently built in to the virtual and the long distance communication. And my own transmission may not be 100% where it needs to be because I forget sometimes what you need. And so sometimes as the leader, you've got to put that back on yourself that your responsibility is to communicate and you know that they may not always be able to understand because you may have forgotten an aspect that they need to have in place in order to hear better. As we're talking about communication challenges for geographically dispersed teams, I am actually seeing an opportunity for some other aspect that the group can practice together beyond 
just communication. And that other aspect is what I call collaboration and co-creation. The most powerful work is done in organizations when they collaborate and co-create together. So your assignment this week, even though it's about communication in a geographically dispersed team, is also about building in a collaborative and co-creation process. So let's imagine that you are going to bring your geographically dispersed team together in a virtual format. And in that virtual format, you're going to talk about all the ways that the virtual experience is working for them, what's facilitating communication, what's going well, what do they like, and what else do they think they need in order to understand better, in order to collaborate more effectively. Now, because it is geographically dispersed, and because you probably are dealing with different languages and different cultures, I'm going to suggest that you send this assignment to each location, the same assignment, but you send it to them in advance so that they understand what that agenda is going to be about and that you encourage them, those who have local partners, to actually meet together locally to generate some ideas and a list first so that they're coming to the meeting with the pump being primed a little bit. And those who may be alone in a particular location, they could still do some brainstorming in advance of the meeting. This is important because if you're speaking in a language that's not your mother tongue, to think of all of this suddenly and hear about it for the first time in the meeting is daunting. So to know the agenda in advance, to have a chance to practice in advance, and then come to the meeting with a starting point, and then to be able to collaborate and co-create together you're actually facilitating their success because now they have a leg up on the process. Now, once you're in that meeting together, you're going to brainstorm and you're going to talk about what all's going well. And I would encourage you as the leader to have a list of some things that in your mind you are doing to facilitate their success and then say, how's that working? I'm thinking it is facilitating success, but is it really? Maybe it's not. And if it isn't, then what would work better? Because we can change some things. So look at everything you're already doing, get feedback on that, and then generate what do we need to move out and what else do we need to put in that we don't already have. And when you do this, not only will communication improve for your geographically dispersed teams, you also will improve collaboration and co-creation. So have a wonderful time creating together and enhancing communication. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com.